This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And we welcome everyone in to The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we start the show, uh, J. Doc, with a uh, labor union spotlight. But this is a rarity for me. Uh, I've never seen this in doing this radio show for now eight years. I've never uh, watched you actually take the head of the broadcast table uh, when you're in someone else's house. So uh, I welcome you to the head of the table and, and bring you in. We've got a great show. Uh, and a great introduction coming up. Absolutely. First of all, I couldn't be more excited um, that Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 is one of the premier unions in the the, the council and and, and throughout the building trades and um, just so much great stuff. But the leadership, uh, and we're going to have on the broadcast uh, Gary Messina, business manager of of Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and Brian Bush, assistant business manager and financial secretary of Local 19. And uh, I'm excited about this uh, because not only is, is, is the union... Um, it, it, it's 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 something to behold, and and and, and I'm excited for the listeners to to really uh, understand the diversity, uh, the quality, and all those things. Uh, but also uh, the leaders themselves. Um, you know, these individuals care uh, so much about their members. They're passionate about you know the work and and you know the construction industry in general. And so, uh, Gary Messino, uh, I want to uh, thank you so much. Obviously, uh, and and start off by saying. By the way, uh, the support that Local 19 has given us um, to, to even stay on the air, um, you know, over the last several years is uh, appreciated uh, so much. You, you, you are, you know, for us, have been a lifeline to us, and we can't thank you enough, and we want to welcome you to the broadcast. Yeah, you're welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me here tonight. And on another Saturday night, you got me, but <laughs> I think this, I think what you're doing here is great, and then... And, we support the show, as you know, and looking forward to being here tonight with my assistant business manager, Brian Bush. And Brian Bush is a, a great friend, and, and uh, Brian, uh, obviously, want to welcome you to the broadcast. Um, you know, you you uh, are somebody who's incredibly passionate about you know not only uh, you know the sheet metal workers local nineteen, but the union community and and the labor movement in general, just like Gary. Uh, so glad to have you here, my friend. Well, listen, Joe, we're uh, we're happy to be here. We're we're you know I feel. Uh, 
privilege to be here on your show. You know, this is uh, this is something new for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Although I will a, tell you, Gary said talk radio show. <laughs> yeah, but 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 but, but Gary said, um, and he said, listen, Brian. Well, he'll have no shortage of words, so we, we're, we're uh, yeah, all fired. Yeah, the members at the union meeting can attest to that. Yeah, no, but, uh, and, 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 and so we're, we're excited about that. And we'll jump into the show here. Don't forget, we're here every Saturday for two hours. Hour number one of the two hours is our labor spotlight, Jay Doc, and then coming up uh, in hour number two, uh, another big discussion and a lot of conversation. Open phones coming up in oh, hour yeah. number two as we'll do union yes uh, versus union no. It's that time of the year uh, we're in that conversation. Conversation. We'll cover some politics as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot to talk about. Absolutely, and you know, so we got guys. If you would, and I'll say, uh, Gary, tell us about the members of, of of Local 19, the scope of work, what you guys do. Uh, you know, because people drive through this city and they see these buildings, and they, and, and you know, they and. I like them to know who's actually erecting them and, and putting them up. And, and we do it all, right, Gary? Oh, <laughs> honestly, Joe, we're pretty diverse. I mean, as you know, you know, a lot of our industry is heating and air conditioning. You know, we keep you cool in the in the summer and warm in the winter. We like to say, but also, you know, we do all, our, all the architectural metal in the city of Philadelphia that we can. We do, you know, the metal roofing, the metal siding, and all that stuff. We have kitchen equipment that we install. We actually manufacture and install it. Lockers, tall partitions. I mean, we even do the digital billboards at the Eagles games. We actually build them, and we install them in our shops. So, I mean, it, and it goes on and on and on. We could sit here all night on our jurisdiction, but, you know, Brian, did I miss any of the key moments, key parts of that? No, no. I just, uh, you know, we, we, we try. Like Gary said, we're a very diverse local. So besides just the billboards and stuff like that and the stadiums with our sign uh, part of our industry, um, you know, we also do any, you know, listen to any of the, like, indoor signage and stuff like that in hospitals, hotels, uh, the, the placards and everything from the women's and men's room signs down to, uh, we don't do the exit signs, stuff like that. Of course, that's the, that's the electrician's work. But, um, you know, any of the placards for... You know the the different types of rooms or whatever else that you're in, uh, we cover that in the sign uh, sign part of our industry, and then you know the McDonald's signs, Wendy's signs, all that type of stuff. That's all fabricated, designed and fabricated in, in our shops. We have uh, you know 200 man shops that fabricate all that. Now, how many members do you have in in, in in the local? In the local total, it's probably what 4,700. I mean, that's around I mean, can I, just a quick observation from a listener who doesn't know anything about sheet metal workers, local 19. Wow. Right. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You do a lot. Yeah, we do. And a lot of people don't know that. Actually, years ago, when, when Gary first took over in 2011, we put our heads together and said, you know, we're always going around talking to different facilities, directors, directors of operations, customers, you know, different owners. Of facilities and people say, and you'll get a laugh out of this, Joe, because when we introduce ourselves as sheet metal workers, they'll say, "Oh, you guys are the ones that put the steel up in the building." <laughs> <laughs> and they always but, come out. Now, the listen, here's something funny. Just so the listeners know, so I'm an iron worker, and um, you know, typically, and, and it's amazing. You know, the jurisdictional stuff is, uh, you know, everybody's got a different uh, facet, and every, and, and uh, of course. Um, sometimes they overlap, but the, you know, so that that was kind of a joke. And, and yeah. just so anybody, who, <laughs> I wonder if Kevin Boyles was in, Bob, or Steve Sweeney, maybe. Right? <laughs> Put that on that, Joe. 
if there are, you know, there are some things that overlap jurisdictionally, but most trades, most managers will get together. Sure. And we'll work it out and mm-hmm. where it's fair. You know, we're not here to. Well, I mean, and that's what's great about the building trades. Um, you know, I, obviously, you know, you guys work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, listen, not everything's perfect, but there's a respect there. And Gary, by the way, you and I have talked plenty of times, and and that um, that's that, that's one of the great things, and what makes our what, what makes the Philadelphia building trade so strong is the fact that um, look, uh, you know, we, you know, there's a lot of different crafts uh, and, and and a lot of different union members, mm-hmm. um, and you know, uh, it's a diverse community. But I can say that. The respect um, that that is given across the board is is a great thing, and uh, one you know to elaborate, and we're going to get into the building trades. But Brian, talk to us a little bit about who your members are. I mean, in other words, not only are they great crafts men and women, mm-hmm. um, but but the, the, the salt of the earth. These are the individuals that are coaching the the, well, the, 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 the kids sports teams. The whole deal. When people ask me about our membership, the first thing that comes to my mind is family. Right. And when I say family, that's not just family members that are in the union. You know, all the members here at Local 19, Gary and I and, all, and the rest of the business agents and organizers, we all try to take care of our family. Right. You know, just like anybody else in the, in the building trades. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're all good people. You know, they're here for one reason. They're here to take care of their families. You know, they're, they're looking out for, for their best interests, meaning their family's best interests. They want to have the best benefits around. They want to have the best training. They want to be safe on the job sites. They want to be able to go home at night and, you know, put their feet up and say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this. You right. know, and, this, and is, this is a great, a great uh, you know, livelihood that I have, and I'm able to support my family and, and give them a better life. And, and you know, we always say, you know, obviously in, in, in the building trades and in all of our unions, eight for eight. In other words, we're, we're out there, you know, giving eight hours hard work. Yeah, not, for, for, eight hours pay. not for a business agent, yeah, though, and, I mean, or, or a manager. Oh, yeah, you that's, guys don't stop. You, that's you, you, 16 you, hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Well, I'm sorry, 24 hours a day, but we got to sleep sometimes. No, I, and, 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 I, you know what's funny? I actually wanted to ask both of you, just as, you know, to, to describe what your day's like, because you're right. Well, John, I, we, can, John, can I add something, though, when Brian talked about family? Sure. What he means is, is if, if we got a member who has a tragedy in their family, mm-hmm. their kid is sick, something, their wife, their something's, yeah, we we come in as a family and we and we get with them and the whole union will rally around that family mm-hmm. and we'll pick them up and we'll help pay for the if, if the guy can't work we'll raise money for him to pay for his bills. Yeah. We have a thing called the holiday fund around here. If if you have a tragedy in your family, the members pay ten cents an hour into this fund. They voted on it on the floor. It started as a couple pennies, now it's ten cents. And we help a lot of families here. And that's what we do collectively together. The union the union's just not about going to work and making a good wage yeah. and benefits. It's about being part of an association sure. that cares about you. Gary, do you have a Gary, do you have a follow I'm gonna give you a follow up on that. Do you do you have a sense of of um of of where that comes from, that unity, and how that how that exists, it's well, it's an unbelievable thing because it doesn't always happen like that no, everywhere doesn't. everywhere that you go. Uh, I could answer that though. You could take my, I know I where I'm going to go, I, and I know where I'm going to go. But go ahead, know, I can't wait to. Uh, that comes from leadership. It really does because it always comes from the top. And I'm not sitting here, you know, going to going to sit here and pat ourselves on the back. But you know, Gary does a great job when it comes to looking out for the members. It really does because, you know, he helps make that final decision, you know, when it comes to looking out for the membership. And, you know, if you hear, you know, this one guy had a problem with his house because of a a storm or or a fire or something like that, 
Gary's one of the first guys that says we got to take care of that guy oh, and yeah. his family. So I think I really think you know it all comes from the top. You know, when our members when our members see that our leadership is there to take care of them, sure. you know, they all follow that. Yeah. You know, that people follow what they see. You know, and I'm not saying that they're you know that. Oh, it they, makes they, a difference. They just follow, no, but when you it see makes a that difference. coming from the top, really, it, it, it makes a big difference. It, it does. does. Well, I think I was going to go a little different. I was going to go, I think that's what I do with our fathers oh, yeah, and their definitely. fathers and our upbringing and the way we were raised. You know, mm-hmm. We were raised, I mean, at the ta- when I got in the union, when I always stood at the kitchen table, and like, my father constantly reminded me how important it was to be part of this association and what this association meant. So I'm going to say, you know, Brian Bush's father was a, was a business agent, was the assistant business manager around here when he was here. You know, my father was on the executive board. They were always involved. But it's got a lot to do with your upbringing, too. And, oh, yeah, and, and, definitely. You know, I think our fathers instilled in us that, you know, we can't do enough of this membership. We can never do enough, but we'll, 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 we'll be out there all day trying. Great way to end the opening segment, Jay Doc, as we come to you on The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. We bring you the show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, we come to you every Saturday night, J. Doc, and the best uh, thing about expanding our show from one hour to two, we were one hour for so for oh so long. I mean, seven seven years, almost seven yeah. full years of doing uh, one hour of the labor show every week, and the ability to now expand that platform oh, yeah, uh, to two hours on a Saturday night allows us or provides for us and the listening audience an opportunity to understand who all these great people are, and it's really really good I stuff. Mean, and I'm glad to be here. Exactly, it gives us the opportunity to not only educate people, get you know, let the listeners uh, meet our labor leadership uh, you know and give them an idea uh, of who they are and what they're really about one, one of these th- days I'm going to run all the audio from the outtakes that happen in between right. the segments we have to beat <laughs> a couple <laughs> things in the list that's where the real that's where the good stuff is oh, yeah. oh but that's for a different yeah. that's for a different radio at show a, at a different time slot yes sir <laughs> you know it's interesting you know Joe you asked a question uh, to Gary and Brian about um, where it comes from uh, you know where we where we uh where we care, you know, why we care so much about our, our local and, and all. You know, apprentice school helps, you know, that, you know in, in, at the beginning. I, you guys are incredibly, uh, Local 19's apprenticeship program is second to none, okay? And, but I, I've learned, and when I was growing up, like you said, in our families, big deal. Like, and we all three of us grew up mm-hmm. in union families, so we understood the principles right off the bat. And so it's in our blood, but not, not, the union community is incredible incredibly diverse and not everybody has an apprentice program you learn a lot about the principles of labor and about your union and how it got to where it's at um in your in apprentice school and educate you go to four to five years of apprentice school i always say this guys um when you look at building tradesmen okay and 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 the two of you guys are the the epitome of this Uh, you could literally walk in tradesmen you know men and women I'll bet you a large portion of our, our, our members across the board have their, their local tattooed on their arm, okay? That's how much a part of it 
you know, a part of us, uh, you know, it is. And, and it's, it's just, and that apprentice program is such a big, important part. And now that we're, t- and, and, and getting into that, I want to talk about the apprentice program because it, it, it gets into everything. Joe, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good question because Brian, being the assistant business manager, works with the organizers. And Brian, tell them how you meet with the apprentices, what you used to do with them when they first get in for the first year. Well, actually, yeah. We when they first get in, we all go over for an orientation, and you know, one of the one of the first things that we talk to them about it. One, and, you know, the guys always want to give me the hook because I'm, you know, over there talking forever. But it's wisdom, brother. Thing, they need it. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that that usually comes out of my mouth, I pick up our agreement. Everybody's handing out a, a brand new CBA when they come in. Uh, I pick up the agreement. And I say, learn this. You know, it was the same thing that my dad said to me when I. Before I was, you know, even in, you know, he said, learn this because, you know, he knew I was taking the test. He said, make sure you learn this, know what your scopes of work are, know what the rules are, everything like that. So, oh, yeah, I don't know, I can't even read that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. Well, Brian, the, import- the, the importance of that, though. I can't read it. It's, it- <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It is more. We're passing back notes back and forth here just in case. Everybody- it is more than just the document. In that CBA, oh yeah, I know exactly. There's a lot going. of blood, sweat, a lot tears. of sweat, well, and a and a lot of tears. And I've shared that with them too. That's that's one thing. I actually wrote an article because we have a uh, we have a, a you know a, a quarterly uh, you know magazine sheer magazine sheer that facts. goes out. That's called Sheer Facts to the members. I actually wrote about that. You know everything that's uh, that that's voted on. You know it comes from the floor. You know of the union meetings. Uh, you know, we bring it to negotiations. We negotiate that with our with our contractors, which isn't always easy. Everybody that you know has has been a part of some type of negotiation. Oh yeah, no, that's not easy. Sure, and, you know, it, we go back and forth, and then you know we bring it back to the membership again. So it, all those rules and regulations and everything else came from the members of Local 19 that are in that book, like you said. You know, it's it's all the blood, sweat, and tears, not from just us from the members themselves and, you know, from generations and generations of, of members mm-hmm. and union officials around here, you know, they've, you know, it, it wasn't always just at the table either, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, listen, but you know... But, <laughs> a lot but, of arguments and everything but, else. But it also lets people know... We, we set things straight. You, so. you know, there's a lot... There's how we got to where we're at. That's what. That's really what it's... You, you look mm-hmm. at this this book, It obviously you're learning the standards, but how many... I, I, I met an apprentice one time. He was in the local for two weeks, right? And he was talking about uh, different things. It was kind of humorous because, and you know, you could see he felt like he was born on, you know, third base, you know? I mean, and like we just didn't get here overnight, but the apprentice programs uh, and educating them right at the beginning, like you just yeah. said, um, and, and understanding how we got here and, and, and leaders like yourself uh, who, who grew up in it. And at the same time, you know, went to apprentice school, uh, went became, were apprentices, and went up the ranks. Um, getting that across is such a big, important thing, guy. No, so, the history. You so know, what, like, absolutely. One of the first things we say to these kids is. You know, you could be standing up here in 20 years. You could be the next business agent. You could be the next manager. That's how we all started. You know, what I was saying to Brian when I was trying to pass him that note was, Brian takes the organizers and meets with them an hour before the union meeting for the first 12 months, and they go over the agreement, and he questions, because these kids are a little scared. They're a little scared. Sure, they don't right. know what to do. Right. And we, 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 we kind of we bring the organizers in, we bring the agents in, and we try to form these relations with these kids, and they're required to go to union meetings for the first four years. 
Mm-hmm. And that's just to get them to involved to understand, because it's their union. There's a big misconception about this. You know, we, we may run the union, me and Brian, but it's, 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 it's our union. It's everybody. It's the membership's union. Yeah. We got to get elected every three years. And like Brian says, we have an executive board. We, we, this is not a dictatorship here. We got we to gotta make our decisions and run it by our executive board sure. and take it to our membership. So we want them to remind, we, we constantly remind them, this is your union. We, we're going to, the more of us that just are to come to these meetings, the stronger we are, the more. And more informed you are. And, and, and the more you know how, how things work, like that's how, that's how you know, we you, are. When you get into the apprentice program or you start in the program, you're, where are you? Just out of high school, are you in? Depends, are you in your? Are you in your young twenties? Or it's it so it's a anywhere. it's a wide range. It could, it could definitely be a wide range. I mean, when I first uh, applied, I was just coming out of high school. You know, I just came out of high school. I was actually in the coppersmiths, which is another part of our industry. Uh, I was in the coppersmiths right after high school. I mean, the first summer out of high school, I was seventeen year old. Seventeen years old when I graduated, and I was a coppersmith helper. You know, when I was 17 years old, and then, you know, and then I was there for two years, and I took the apprenticeship. It took me two years to get in because times were tough back then, back in the early 90s. But uh, you know, it, it could be a, a wide range. I mean, we've had we've had apprentices come in, you know, 40, that are 40, 40 some 40. years old. Well, that's you know, by, so. by the way, that's a great thing about unions. You, there are opportunities. Uh, that are offered. I mean, second chance well, programs. And, I mean, me, all kinds of things. And, no matter what age. And, you are. and let me make let me make this point because I think it's amazing for the, that the audience needs to know this. The value of that apprentice program. Oh, yeah. When you put that in real terms, when you look at what the cost of the education is today, talk about that. It's priceless. It's it, it's it's unbelievable for you to be able to have that opportunity to go into that program. It's funny you you mentioned that, Joe. I just had a conversation with one of my training coordinators last week, and he's estimating it's about fifty five thousand dollars over the four years that we we spend in training. Which they per, own, per apprentice. Per, per apprentice, yeah. right? Per apprentice, where there's no debt at the end of the apprenticeship, they owe nobody nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, so. and you got, and, and and just to be clear about this, um, as a labor union, you're paying for that yourself, like that. Correct. You know, that, that you know, doesn't we don't. There's no government funding for that. No, well, no, no. The journeymen pay a check. Journeymen contribute, you know, quarter an hour into a yeah, right. house pay for this training. Right. And but also, when you're done our four year apprenticeship, you get an accreditation. Now we're 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 considered a university, like a Temple or a Penn State. Right. You get an associate's degree after the four years, or you can transfer it to anywhere go to night school for a couple of years now you got a full degree and you ain't got no debt i mean that, that's, that's incredible, incredible. I, mean, I would say jay doc and, and i don't want to belabor it but i would just say this that fifty five thousand dollar a year cost over the four years over, over the four. over the four years in real terms sure. in real money to anyone who's put a child through college that's a that's a two hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollar benefit at at, at least to, to the individual trust yep. me i know <laughs> but having but having said that let's let's elaborate you're you're um so you guys have an outreach program with your apprentice program and and which is really fantastic and and you could t- t- talk about that a little bit and 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 uh you know the scope of 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 how it works you got when well, you got reverend bobby paul awesome he was, guy he was a member here back goes back to the 70s he was yeah. a member here he was actually he's, an official here he was on executive board and he's a pastor with piney grove baptist church Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. he was recently honored by city council mm-hmm. for 30 years of dedication yeah right before the whole 
whole COVID-19 thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was recently honored there mm-hmm. and in front of city council for all his hard work that he puts in. And because of Bobby Paul, because he gets into these neighborhoods, there's some of these kids just don't think the opportunity's there. And I've talked to these kids when they get here, and they don't, sometimes I have to remind them that this is not a stopping point. This is your whole career here, you know? Yeah. And he's, with his success, we've been able to, I would say, local-wide, we're in 25 to 30% minority with minorities in the local right now. Oh yeah, your outreach program is one of the most impressive I've ever I've ever seen. And and Jadock, I think and, we had the Reverend on the show. We did we? have the Reverend yeah. on the show years ago. Yeah, and and two years ago. the diversity uh, th- that the local has is amazing. Mm-hmm. And opportunity, um, you know that that's a a big deal. You can literally, and if I'm not incorrect, um, you could you literally take an, an application out. Uh, you know, almost. Anytime, right? I mean, it's like 360, uh, yeah, 360, 24-7, 365. But, but, but the outreach that the Reverend made, training people for the actual test before they actually take it. Who does that? Oh, he tutors them. He tutors them. Though. He, he tutors, tutors them. He tutors them in his church. He's got 10 computers or something like that. Yeah, but it's not just, it's not just tutoring them, Making them for, to take a test. Mm-hmm. It's tutoring them for their soft skills, sure. for an interview process. You know, letting them know that they should dress to impress when they come to the interview. Sure. You know, and also talk to them about, the, you know, the, the different diversity, like you said, throughout the union and how it is, I'm going to say it again, like a family. Yeah. You know, this isn't just a job. It's a career that you can get into. Sure. So he talks about all those things. You know, so it's 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 a really good program. That it's a has. rarity. It is. It, it, it really it's a, is. It's, no, but let me rarity. just the power of an apprenticeship, and I want to say this because that apprenticeship you guys offers is second to none. But also, we in the conversation of union over non-union, one of the great things about 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 a, a, a labor union is our staff, our workforce is trained. So if somebody gets injured on the job, God forbid, or somebody gets sick. You can call the union hall and get a trained quality individual in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, less than that. I mean, less than that. I mean, you know, I'm, what I'm, you, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, in other words, you know, our workforce is trained second to none. We have about 300 apprentices today right in the program, Joe, that we're training for the future. 300 as we speak, I mean, and, and, and what, what is that? So, so in other words, what we're doing is we're always, you know, uh, you know, creating a, a, a supply and demand where our, oh. you know, we, our members who retire have individuals coming in right behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. And we want them to come in, you know, we want these apprentices to come in and work with these individuals. I mean, I'd say 90% of what I learned besides, you know, going through the apprenticeship. Yeah. You know, you, you get a lot of knowledge from the books and everything else you get hands on. But when you're going out into the field or into the shops with these journeymen, these skilled journeymen experience, you're picking up all their different skills as well. Sure. You know, so you, you, it's a it's it's like a world of knowledge, you know, when you go out there and work side by side with these guys. And as really we is. go to the commercial break on the labor show with J. Doc and Krause, do the math. 300 times 55,000. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. 
And back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great dialogue and a great conversation uh, going on. Stay with us. Hour number two of the big show uh, coming up. J. Doc will do Union Yes, Union No uh, in hour number two. We'll open up the phone lines and we'll engage people from around the Delaware Valley. Real, real good conversation going on uh, with uh, Gary and Brian here at Local 19. I love it. It's as real as it gets. It, it is, and it's the and, and it's what it's all about. And uh, Brian, you wanted to kind of elaborate before we get into before we move on a little bit more on the apprenticeship. Yeah, just other things that we've done. You know, besides the the, the outreach program that Bobby Paul has been doing for years. Um, you know, myself and the organizers have been involved in different career fairs job fairs because you know if you think about that you know my belief is that 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 is a big part of organizing because you know you you think of your youth i mean unless they come from a union family um you know they don't really know what it's about right and you know one thing that we started doing we started going to different career fairs through the high schools uh middle schools we even had sixth graders over here uh working on projects at our training center sure building little sheet metal windmills and stuff like that but we do these things just to you know let them know what else is out there like we were talking about earlier. Well, not, not everybody's, uh, you, you know, is, is meant to go to college. No, and, and, exactly. And, you know, they, they're not wired that way. And, nope, and, and nope. a lot of people, have, the, the trades are a great opportunity. Yeah, definitely is. And, you know, they, you know, we actually go to these career fairs and job fairs, stuff like that. And we, you know, but it's funny because at the beginning of these career fairs, they're all surrounding the colleges or they're oh, yeah. surround, you know, you have tables all spread out in the, in the gymnasium or whatever. And the funny part is, you know, they'll all be surrounding, you know, the different military branches, stuff like that, the colleges. But by the end of the, by the end of the actual event, we have a huge group around us, you know, sure. besides the candy and stuff that we're handing out. They're, <laughs> actually, they're actually interested in, you know, the different things that you make that we actually show them. You know, we, we make everything from a flat piece of metal, you know, and we show them what it turned into, you know, and we, and we get into the, the parts. I mean, when I was in school, I mean, math came pretty uh, naturally to sure. me, and I, and I actually liked it, but it got boring, yeah. you know. And I know there's a lot of kids out there like that. We actually showed them. This is what you'll see from this evaluate, you know, these equations here. This formula here turns into this. And they're all standing there and they're like, wow, this is really cool, you know. And you know how kids are also into computers. I mean, that's another thing that we do here at Local 19. We draw everything uh, through commuter, uh, computer uh, automated drafting. Sure. You know, so, you know, they're really interested in that as well. So, the, you know, they could punch it into the computer and hear, boom, boom, it's turning into this. So it's really, it's really, it really interests them. And there's a lot of different facets of the, of the career. I mean, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I had a good friend of mine uh, who I grew up with who was at, at a local 19. He was, he, he, he got into drafting. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, he literally spent his whole, whole career. And yeah. let me tell you something, made an incredible living. Oh, and yeah. he learned it here at the apprentice school. And if you think about it this way, I mean, when you're getting in these kids' heads early, right? You're sure. talking to these kids now, right when, right before, you know, they're going out into the world on their own, you know, before they get to that non-union shop who starts to brainwash them saying unions are no good, unions don't do anything for you, yeah. you know, those types of things. Except give you options of living a, exactly. a, a good wage and, and benefits. But other than that... You know, 
you know, just say they didn't have the opportunity to get in any of the building trades or another union or whatever, you know, and they're working at one of these non-union shops, and when the owner comes to them saying, oh, well, they, they don't offer you anything. They're, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. They're bad. Mm-hmm. They're going to think back to the time that we were at these career fairs and say, well, you know what? That's not exactly true. Right. I heard this different at a career fair when I was in high school. You know, maybe. Maybe well, it's a different stick. guys. It's the difference between a career and a job. Yeah, exactly. If, when you're when you're when you're a member of uh, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 or one of the other building trades, mm-hmm. it's a career. If you're working, uh, uh, just so people understand, um, you work. You, you know, we have the collective bargaining. We have representation. If somebody gets, it's a, this is an at will state. So if you work for an employer, they can get rid of you at any time. Mm-hmm. And so you're, if you work with just one employer, and I'm just, you know, I mean, some are greater employers. I mean, you know, uh, but let's be real. Um, you have a job and, 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 you know, you're at the mercy of somebody. If they're in a bad mood, they could just, you know, get rid of you that day. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't just go to the union hall and either fire a grievance or, or at the same time, you know, get another job. Sometimes your life is in total flux after that happens. So yeah. the benefits of becoming the, being a union member are unprecedented and, and going out in a community. like Gary said, this is, you know, this is an incredibly, um, you know, diverse union and, and, and given opportunities to individuals, one of the things you're, uh, you know, alluding to also is, yeah, we had f- we, family members and, and, and who introduced us, but you guys are going out into the communities where individuals uh, never, ever even heard of some of this stuff, and they're getting opportunities. Um, and, and, and Yeah, if I could change one thing, if I could sprinkle dust on everyone in the Delaware Valley and around the country, if I could do that, if I could change one thing, it would be the perception of what it means to be in a union. No doubt about it. And the no value of that. Well, you know, we could tell you a million different stories, but I, I could share one with you that sticks with me. We were out on a handbill one time at this Wendy's uh, and Panera Bread in New Jersey because we cover that area as well. And, uh, you know, we were handbilling handbills. It's just information we're handing out to the public, letting them know, you know, what had happened at this job site and this and that. And this one lady pulls up because we were working the uh, we were actually working the intersection. She pulls up, rolls her window down. I hand her one of the leaflets, and she's like, "Sir, this is my 15 year old daughter. Could you explain to her what <laughs> unions have brought, you know, given to people?" I said, "Well, do you like that your mom's home after an eight hour day of work? Right. Do you like that she's home on the weekends? I mean, those sure. simple things that everybody takes for granted now because they've been here their whole lives." Well, you know? and, uh, so they forget about those simple things, which weren't simple things back then, yeah. where they didn't have them. You know, you gotta think, and you got to think about it from like, if you're working for a non-signatory employer, there's no training there. There's no, they pay you as little as possible. If they provide you with health care, you got to pay a piece of it, and you know, you wind up thirty years later and you got no retirement plan. Mm-hmm. You Social Security is $1,200 a month, and you realize, I blew it. Oh, no doubt about it. You're, you're, listen, there, there's, there, you know, there's, 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 that's okay. I don't think that, yeah, that's, I don't, that's not on. on I was on, told not to. <laughs> that's, right. that's where the cough button comes in in, post, uh, in post-production. <laughs> you, you know. I'll rephrase it. You, you realize you really blew it. Yeah, yeah no, no, listen, and, 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 uh. That's really the point. I mean, there's, you know, that's why we're educating people to understand, and and uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And by it's the way, also, it's we, also a shame with all the false promises that some employers, you know, non-signatory employers, 
you know, give to their employees. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. But it never happens. And then when they speak up about it, boom, they're the bad guy, and they could lose their job over it. You know, it's it's a shame. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's, so Having a voice. One of the things, a couple things we're going to talk about before we, Joe, how many? We've got about five and a half left in okay. the segment. So I want to get Don't in. ramble, please. Get uh, to the point. Uh, I, I want to talk I'll about Joe. I want, I want to talk about Joe Krause. <laughs> <laughs> um, having said that, let's talk, you know, we got a big election coming up. Yeah, you guys are politically active. This this union is, um, you you work your butts off. We know that politics is a life, uh, you know, a lifeline and, and, and life's blood of, of the labor community because obviously we need those individuals to support, um, you know, fair wages. We need, you know, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, this is an incredibly important, uh, uh, you know, election. And where there are issues that are affecting labor. Talk about that, guy. Well, you know, Joe, first of all, the, the most key important thing that the voters need to do, and especially my members, they need to educate themselves. Sure. I mean, you need to understand how much damage Trump has done to the working man. And this administration, behind the scenes, like they're changing the labor laws, the rules, they're changing the rights of workers in workplaces, and they're doing it very quietly. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody thinks, hey, well, you know, I'm working, I'm doing great, how bad can it be? These jobs would have been here whether Trump was the president, these jobs were built under the, when Obama was the president, you know, nobody, everybody, anybody in the construction industry knows, you don't, you don't plan a job today to start it tomorrow, it takes years this work. Absolutely. So he's taking credit for the economy. It happens all the time. And they, but I, I challenge the members and the voters to educate themselves on the issues. And read and up on Trump. Exactly. Read, yeah. read up on what he's exactly. really about. And not, on, not just on social media either, because there's so much... No, do your own. Go, do, do, yeah, do, do your own homework. Real. Do your own like. Well, you know, one of the things it's very important that that members get educated on the issues and their union leaders. Um, you know, the the the, uh, the platform, the legislative platform, and and we talked about it a little before the show. Um, you know, as 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 a, you know, a, a, you know, a labor broadcast and, and a labor community. One of the things that's important is, you know, we're here for to procure work and standards and wages for our members. Social, uh, we all agree, social um, uh, issues are important, no question about it. However, let's be real about something. Um, this is about our workforce, and when you're voting for the president, and I don't care who's listening, I hope everybody's listening, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Now, you could be a union member, and you may not like. You, you know, you, you may not like a Democrat or Joe Biden or whoever, but you cannot avoid the fact that, you know, that Donald Trump is putting conservative judges on, on the Supreme Court who are going to who are going to vote against collective bargaining, mm-hmm. which means you're voting against your own interests. And so the point is, you have to educate yourself. I, I believe that your labor leaders are out there. Your job, and I sit at this table, your jobs are to, to obviously represent and work hard, uh, you know, uh, and procure work for your members and put them in the best situation they can to make a living. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all for somebody voting against their against their own. Uh, uh, you know, financial best interest, but don't don't cry about it later when you don't when when there's no work. You know, Brian? real quick, you know, just to jump back on what you said, it's not you know we do this, yes, we do this all for our union members, but it also sets the stage for all workers out there. You know, when we're out there fighting for labor and everything else, you know, we when it comes to prevailing wage, they follow our wages, all the building trades wages, and you know, so. 
even if it's a non-union guy on those prevailing wage job sites, we, they're making those wages. We, we set, set that rates. stage. Right. We set the standards. Sure. You know, so it's it's not just about union labor. Yes, we are out there fighting every day for for every job for every one of our members. Joe, let me say this too, not to know you, this is not a Republican-Democrat thing. Mm-hmm. We it's support not. a lot of Republicans. Right. I, we, and, 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 at Seaman Over 19, we support a lot of who support our interests who are out there. For we're we're not a political party. We're, so we're, don't we're, make this a Democrat-Republican issue. Make this an issue issue. Mm-hmm. This guy is not good for the country. He's, taped, he's tapped into hate. He's tapped, he's, this country is, is being divided. We're closer to the Civil War than we ever were. Oh, yeah. And this guy is no good for us. But, but, but Gary, I, you know, you, you, that might be true in a, in, in, in a personal sense. And people, I mean, i never seen such a... But let's, let's stick with just the labor issue itself. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the, the, the judges that are being put in, literally speaking, if they could, they would wipe labor off the map. Well. And so my point is, you know, let's be real, guys. Last time labor... Uh, and, and a lot of our middle class uh, working people cross party lines. And I'm not talking, making it a party type thing, but at the end of the day, that was the, 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 a lot of the t- determining factor that put them in office. And people put them in office because they're sick and tired of partisan politics That's the problem. in Washington. Yeah. They want oh, yeah. the Democrats need to step up here. I mean, so, but you know, it, but I also want to hear it with the Democrats. I want to hear, uh, about, I, I don't want law, labor to get lost in, in the shuffle here. And don't take us for granted. I mean, labor, I mean, so. Social issues are extremely important, um, but uh, obviously, but we have to also, we represent working people, yeah. and somebody's got to stand up for the wages. We, and, need, we need all of our members to focus on the industry. They need, they need to vote for their jobs. They need to vote for their livelihoods. They, yeah, I mean, and, and the point, it, it, you, it, you got your agents, you got your, your, your leadership, your presidents, your business managers, your system business managers out there and all you're doing. You, great point a little while ago, Brian. You know, I mean, we're eight for eight, 10 for 10, doing everything we possibly can because mm-hmm. when you're in the hiring hall, you're there for a job and, and you guys are spending 24 hours a day, 18 hours a day uh, and, and, you know, trying to procure work and do all those things. It's very difficult to try to get through to some of your members, and they're all human, and they get it, you know. I mean, and they're afraid of a lot of the violence that's going on. There's a lot of issues, but let me tell you something. You're, if you want if you want a job and you want a career, you got to be focused on those issues. Gary, last yeah, minute before we go to our commercial break, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. I feel as though the political candidates don't pay enough attention or give enough credibility to the unions. I almost feel as though they take union support for granted. Well, it's there, there. Joe, Joe, it's a good question. And there is a concern in the Philadelphia building trades as well as across the country that there's we help these people get elected and then they forget who we are. And that's another problem. The Democrats need to get get their game together because I'll be honest with you, if the Republicans ever got their game together with this labor movement, they would cease to exist. And so my concern is, is you're right. The Democrats need to step up and you take our money, you take our manpower. You should not be afraid to support, speak about our issues. So, Joe, yeah, I agree. There is a, there is a concern across the mm-hmm. Philadelphia and across the country. The Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One segment to go. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. J. Doc, I want to get right to you. Uh, unfortunately, 
you always uh, run out went of over or, you always oh, run oh, out I of did. always run out of time it was uh, Brian. when you have Definitely. good time. it was Brian. it was Brian, <laughs> Gary. it was Brian. um yeah um so one of the things you know we talked and we're going to get into the charitable endeavor because you get that's a big part of what's going on around here but i do want to say this the day after the the last election um rick Bloomendale was on and he said that, uh, he said and he's a pa afl cio president and he said labor is not a political party we support those who support us and I can't and, agree more can't agree more joe and 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 so as as democrats a lot of people you know democrats i feel like we get taken advantage of sometimes and we're not really in the discussion nearly the way we should be in this election and so i hope they pick it up because it's incredibly important let's 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 go on to kind of funner things and things that um are near and dear to the heart and uh, what's part of the fabric here at local 19 and that is giving back uh, to the community, and uh, you know, just the charitable endeavors. That, by the way, Joe Krause and I, you know, literally started this show uh, in a lot of ways to, to talk about because you guys do so much within the community, not only from your members but also those who are not in, you know, local nineteen. Um, to the point where, but you still don't say anything. It's not, you know, nobody holds up, uh, and that's our job to do. Jack, Gary, if you if you would elaborate, I mean, Joe, listen, we do a lot. You know, as you know, we cover. New Jersey, as well as Philadelphia uh, and the counties into Delaware. So we do a lot in these communities. You know, uh, whether we're sponsoring a local baseball team or a football team or we're donating, you know, to some charity to raise money uh, for uh, cancer or something like that or for the Heart Association, we're, all, we're out there 24-7. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, one of the things we do that um, uh, we've been doing this since the coronavirus, and, uh, and Brian Bush really has been heading that up, I want to pass the mic to Brian, is we've been doing this food drive every Friday. So, Brian, I want you to talk. I'm pretty, we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, um, you know, you guys know Aaron Young. Uh, oh, yeah, we know Aaron well. You know, Aaron Young, she reached out to me, said that they were, you know, they needed some help with uh, delivering, you know, food from the uh, the, the produce uh, out at 6700 Essington Ave. Um, you know, her and Dawn Ange, they've been they've been doing this for uh you know, for months and months now. Sure. Uh just for, you know, with the whole, you know, pandemic and everything going on, you know, they people that can't go to work, people that have were having problems with their unemployment, you know, not being able to collect and this and that. Uh they were putting food baskets and bags together just to hand out every Saturday. So, uh, you know, we said, yeah, no problem. We'll help you, you know, do the deliveries from, you know, from 6700 over to the AFL-CIO, uh, bring all the different uh, different food down there, you know, different produce or whatever else. Uh, so myself and uh, the rest of the agents and organizers, we, we get together every Friday. We've been doing it for five uh, maybe five months now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every Friday we go out there, uh, you know, Eight of our eight of our uh, vehicles are union vehicles, and uh, you know we all go over there, load them up, and bring them over the AFL CIO, bring them into the building there, and then they take it from there. At so, one point, though, probably you got so busy, you got one of our contractors to lend you a truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got yep. so big. Yeah, well, big that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big one because uh, I know Shoprite down on uh, was it Shoprite? Yeah, Shoprite down on Twentieth uh, and Oregon donated uh like a lot of uh, loaves of bread because they were making sandwiches stuff like that for sure. uh you know all the all the people in the community that didn't you know needed some food and by the way uh joe kraus pat Iding says it all the time 
you know, it's not just about everybody with a collective bargaining agreement. And by the way, the listeners, that's, that, that means that it's not everybody in the union that we care about. We, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, you've got 4,700 members, and, and you're dealing with that. But you're giving back to a community and, and, in, and industries that are absolutely devastated. Yes. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you're talking about uh, hospitality industries that are wiped off, I mean, off the map. It, it just it, it, areas where they, they, they have little hope. You know, some people have asked me in the past, because we do, you know, a lot more than this. We listen, and we don't talk about it, you know, because we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't look for, you know, benefits from, from doing this for other people. You know, a lot of people ask me, why does Local 19 get involved with this? Why do people do, why do you guys help out so much? I say to them, well, a lot of, we have members that live in the tri-state area, and we are the community. We helped the veterans. You know? Exactly. Right. We are the community. We you know, the it's, it's, there, was, there, was a, there was a group in Jersey that Brian got partnered up with that helps veterans who come back with this DNA. Mm-hmm. PTSD. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they oh. Built, they, Amazing Grace over in uh, Franklinville, New Jersey. They were wow. building the cabins. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we purchased the metal and then I got our members to voluntarily put the metal roof on these cabins. Mm-hmm. I mean... And that's just for... And we, and that's at no cost to the... To the to well, not at Joe Krause. Just you're, so you're, everybody knows that metal metal roofs is our scope of work. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, that's debatable. Definitely that's definitely, the Kevin Boyle one. Right, yeah, doesn't right. want to donate them. <laughs> no, but you know, you know what, though? But, but by the way, what union hall, Joe Krause, what union hall? Anybody who knows Local 19 is, is actually a mecca in labor i mean almost you know the boxing amount you know you guys donate the late they, your yeah, union we, hall that's a good point we, and, that to the, um, we, we, we broadcasted from here doing that time to the lift of vet the lift of vet yeah it's a great but joe you were just saying DC that earlier about the engineers and, and where's the and who's, where's the uh, the oxygen down in, in brian kensington Oh yeah, oh Buddy Osborne. We don't, we don't oh, yeah. oh yeah, you, you, we just made Buzzy a four thousand dollars in signs, yeah. and installed it for nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. But Buddy's incredible. I mean, we've had Buddy Osborne on the show. By the way, I mean he's oh, he's good people. Oh, he's the heart and soul, and nobody cares more than him. But I really want to thank you know uh, Local Nineteen for what you guys do. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, and I and, and I and I, I want I want to thank our, my good friend Gary Messina and Brian Bush, uh, not only for your leadership and what you do for Local Nineteen, but what you do for the community. Community, um, and, and just making this world a better place. Uh, thanks so much for being on the broadcast. Well, we appreciate it. I think next time you got to have a four-hour show. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Time in there. I, I'll tell you, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> no. I want to thank you, Joe Krause, and Joe yourself. And what you're doing here is a good thing for labor and getting the message out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's my third time here, but... And it took you ten years to get me on. <laughs> you know, Brian, we got Brian. So we're, listen, we're, we're willing to come back. I got more awesome. to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to have you back on. No thank doubt about it. Be- and the best way to end this broadcast here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, I always uh, ask the listening audience to use theater of the mind. Uh, so we'll close the segment uh, or the show, actually, J. Doc, uh, with I'm going to do a little bit of math on uh, on my Uh-oh. iPhone is out, and uh, I'm going to punch in uh, 300 members or 300 people working in the apprentice mm-hmm. program, and I'm going to multiply that by the fifty-five thousand dollars. Investment, right. $55,000 investment that is made uh, by Local 19, $16,500,000 over the course of four years. 
invest it into members, their families, their communities, and everything that comes from that investment. And, and their education as apprentices. That's what you get when you when you hire a local 19 member and that and, and, and a building trades member that we're all that we're all about that. That's what we're about. On behalf of J Doc, on behalf of Gary, on behalf of Brian, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. We're in these times now where we've got so much fear. We've got so much ignorance. We have to be fearless. And I, when, I think about, when I think about fearlessness and when I think about fighting back, I think about our organized labor. I think about labor all the time because they're there to fight for, for the average person that just wants to go to work, have a decent wage, have benefits, and have a future and hope for them and their family. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. HD3 Philadelphia, The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Hour number two of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. J. Doc, one more time, just to follow up uh, out of our six o'clock hour uh, with uh, Gary Messina and Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Uh, great one hour second segment, up close and personal, really good stuff. Oh my God, worth the price of admission. Uh, Brian Bush, uh, Gary Messino, uh, two of uh, you know our great labor leaders, and and uh, and certainly uh, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Uh, fantastic hospitality they showed us and a great show we thank everybody for being with the labor show remember we're here uh, for two hours now every saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m we get an opportunity to deliver the message to the delaware valley uh now two hours uh every week special show in hour number two uh, of the broadcast and our first time back into uh what i call the pond la hockey studios uh where we are social distancing but we are here to deliver i think what will be a fantastic hour uh, of radio. Sam, a good uh, evening to you, sir. Welcome in, my friend. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's good to be back and uh, good to be at this table with you. Hi, oh, yeah, Sam. You know how much we love being on, you know, on the air with you, and, and, and there's so much to talk about now. One of the things that we've done uh, leading up to the election is plan our, you know, is, uh, I think meticulously, eight shows. And... Um, you know, at our union halls across the board. This is the this is the show, and it's the specific show where we're coming directly to Pond La Hockey uh, uh, from the offices of Pond La Hockey, not a labor union. But the way I look at it, and I always say this: I, our labor unions represent our members. Pond La Hockey represents our injured members. And so, uh, but we're we're, we're going to talk election. We're going to talk get out the vote. All but we wouldn't. It wouldn't be a show with Sam Pond if we That's didn't right. begin the program with a monologue. With a monologue. Sam, well, yours, boy, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to be back in the monologue world. Well, look, we we getting serious for a moment. This is uh, a serious time of the year. It's a serious time, a lot at stake for labor, 
a lot at stake for uh, men and women, working men and women, uh, and their families, because we are approaching in less than 30 days, uh, or about 30 days, November 3rd. And if you belong to organized labor, if you are part of a labor union, you better realize that your vote, maybe, look, everyone's vote counts as much as someone else's vote. But in regard to organized labor, you have as much at stake as anyone because basically your survival, your way of life, your ability to collectively bargain, your ability to go into a courtroom and arbitrate, your ability to fight back nonsensical terms such as right to work, your ability to protect your way of life, i.e., to negotiate a salary that is fair and just for your hard labor, a benefits package, an annuity, a medical plan, a future, hope, the American dream is at stake on November 3rd. Ponley Hockey has initiated a program where we're looking at November 3rd as, again, a national holiday. And we have told all of our staff that if they vote and they volunteer on November 3rd to be part of the voting process, and they have a spirit of volunteerism, that they will be paid for that day. And we are promoting this throughout the legal community, and I would hope that it goes beyond the legal community, that it goes into all professions, all industries, that everyone that has the power and ability to give their employees the opportunity to be paid, to be part of the process on November 3rd, that that is going to happen. We know that the rank-and-file members of organized labor are out on the streets every day when they're not working, participating in the process. A lot of that is because of the leadership of our local unions, Johnny Dock, Wayne Miller, Anthony Gallagher, et cetera, et cetera. So our country, our republic, our democracy, at the very foundation of it, based on our Constitution signed here in the great city of brotherly love, allows you to vote. And you have a responsibility to go out and exercise your vote, to protect our way of life. People have sacrificed, lost their lives to protect our ability to vote. So having said that and understanding that um, all of the people that are involved in this, in the union movement, and the participants that create this radio show, one of them being Pat Eiding, who was really instrumental in having this show be a reality. And we thank him for his leadership and the other union leaders. So please, get out to vote. I'm asking everyone that has a business, that has an organization, again, that has the power to allow your employees, pay them that day to participate in the process. Let's get on with the show. Sam, one quick follow-up on that. Any response from some of the other firms in the city to your message out there? That's a great question. We have had the next day Klein Inspector in Philadelphia followed our lead on this. Um, and quite frankly, they then showed their leadership. And we saw some participation from other firms, including the Mongolusi firm. And other firms are getting in line and going to uh, participate in this challenge um, in this election year that is so important because we're talking about the executive of our country and we're talking about 
the Senate, the U.S. Senate, we're talking about the House of Representatives, and in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we're talking about the Senate and also our General Assembly. There's a lot at stake. We'll get to a commercial break because J-Doc wrote down on a piece of paper during the segment for me to go to break now. (laughs) Uh, So I'll do that. Uh, When we come back on the other side, very special guest uh, will join us. This is The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, our number two J. Doc uh, of the Labor Show. Big show tonight, Sam Pond and the lead chair, uh, great opening monologue with a message. You'll hear throughout our number two of the broadcast tonight, you'll hear messaging from Pond LaHockey throughout the show sure. uh, on the message of getting out to vote. And a little bit later on, I'll tell you about the building trades who have in a, in a, put their own initiative out in support of what Sam is saying getting the vote out that's all happening yeah, and that's now. what that's a, that's what the show is about and you know uh, sam's monologues uh, you know it says it all uh, we, we're happy to have on the program uh freddie mitchell uh, former philadelphia eagle and it reminds me of that famous fourth and 26 okay because that's where we're at right now okay the game is on the line okay and um they say and sam alluded to it that this is the election it's always a cliche it's this is the election of our lifetime well it is and if anybody, you know, if, 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 if anybody understands what Sam was saying, um, think about what affects your job, what affects your livelihood, and vote your interests, especially if you're in a labor union. Sam said collective bargaining. Sam, you said it a, a million times. You talk about the PR war, uh, you know, things like right to vote. I mean, right to, right to, right to work, right to vote, of course. Right to work. That's a deceptive term. Well, these are things that, that the other side are pushing so that we don't realize that our livelihoods are being taken out right from underneath of us. It's great to have Freddie Mitchell uh, here on the program. And, and, and Freddie, now more than ever, I've never seen so many pro athletes ever, uh, you know, doing PSAs, getting involved, talking to people about voting. What's different now than, than, than uh, the past? I think a lot of things are actually being taken away from us uh, like blindly. And um, I want a lot of people to understand when you said uh, what affects you and your family. Sure. A lot of people don't understand with NFL and the football, we're a union too. And we work day in and day out. And they take Social Security from our checks. Right. So if you're there... And you're going to tell me I've been getting my head bashed in for this many years and working and getting money taken out for this many years. You're telling me that you're going to take that away from me. Right. And I don't think a lot of people understand when it comes to voting um, what uh, affects them and their family. Exactly. My mother, my mother's 60 something years old. She would never tell me how old she is. So (laughs) 60 something. And she's been working all her life. 
And for the fact that you're going to tell me that you're going to take my mother's Social Security away from her and then she still has to work in her 70s, it, it just it, it, it really is depressing for me and, and it really makes me cry. Sure. You know, and, and a lot of these players, everybody thinks, uh, you know, NFL players are millionaires and, and everything else. And no, we depend on Social Security. We depend on workers' comp after that. That's some of the benefits and, uh, that we have and that's the sacrifice we made so that we can have them benefits. And now you're saying that uh, a certain party is going to take that away from us no i understand where i'm voting i understand what's happening here and you're not going to take that away from me so what's the biggest power i have walking my tail down there and voting yeah it's freddie excellent points because these are really the kind of the heart of our protections these are the these are the the things and and i think people don't realize that you know collective bargaining agreement is things that you negotiated for and you've earned number one number two is part of that you pay into a social security system. Everybody does. 6.2% out of every citizen's check goes into the social security system. And finally, there's the workers' compensation system. I talk to clients every day. I spoke to seven clients today. And I talked to them exactly about all those t- different benefits, all those different buckets for what they filled in with their own hard-earned money. And I got news for you. If these things are threatened, if these things are threatened, the American way of life economically and even socially will really come to a crashing halt. The very fabric of our society, the very fabric of the way we live is going to be taken away from us. So we've got to be very, very mindful that we have to participate and fight to protect this, and it does start with the vote. So really excellent points, and you're a living example of exactly all that. You're a living example of, of having at your benefit the workers' compensation system when you got hurt playing your profession. The Social Security system, what now that you've become disabled because of all the things you've been through. They're there for, for you. Understand, folks, that before the Social Security system, and it's, that Social Security is very much at the top of one of the issues that's being discussed in our national debates. Maybe you're overlooked to a certain extent. But before we had our Social Security system, before the Great Depression, 85% of our elderly lived in poverty. And they lived without any medical protection. That 6.2% not only buys you a retirement plan that you funded as a citizen, it buys you a disability plan that you funded as a citizen, but it also buys you a medical plan called Medicare that you funded. And before that, really, the most vulnerable people, including our elderly, were really at the mercy economically of anyone. Um, We've got to protect that. We've got to participate. And we've got to fight. And it starts with us having the ability to vote. And, 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 and Fred, to jump on that, as an NFL player, and now you see a, a lot more NFL players, NBA players, uh, MLB players getting, getting involved, not only socially, but as, as part of the vote. Do you think, like a union member, Sam, we talk about, uh, last time a lot of our union members crossed the, uh, crossed the party lines and, and, and went the other way. Um, do you think, and, and a lot of it's because, and, and Freddie, you mentioned it, and so did Sam, um, they really don't understand everything that affects them. In other right. words, that you know, you you like you, you're voting for somebody because you like them, or they got you know, uh, they're, they're articulate. Do you think NFL players are now much more involved and more, more educated in understanding, you know, who affects what in in regards to who they're voting for? And do you think that along with the social issues, um, the fact that the, everybody's getting more educated um, is a big reason why they're 
why the campaigning is so strong for getting out the vote? You have to educate the vote. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people, uh, th- it's really, really annoying to me that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this is why you're voting. Okay, why are you voting for this? You know, you know and they have no answer. See, and, and, and for me to, to ask why are you voting for a certain party? And you don't know. It's a problem. Right. But, but me personally, if you ask me why, because I've worked all my life for Social Security. I've worked, I work to be able to get workers' comp. You know, uh, if somebody's taking it away from me, I don't care about the, you know, I, I do care, but understand it all about racism and all that stuff. But you're taking away social, you're trying to take away social. Do you understand what will happen if you do that to I don't think a lot of people do, people, but I, I think I think I think Freddie's Freddie makes a good point, and I'm, I think our audience and, and we had the show, the three of us ran the show, the Legal Eagles, Freddie, right? And one of the, the the basis, the premise of the show, was for people to understand the body of laws that protect them, and the body of laws are made by our politicians. So think about this process. You have to understand that who we elect makes the laws that we're bound by, that govern our lives from top to bottom, Correct. from everyday life. To our future, everything. So when you really think about this, Freddie, ignorance is a beast. It's a big beast. And today we don't have to be ignorant. We can be educated because we have so much information at our fingertips. And it doesn't necessarily mean that someone's party affiliation is a natural affiliation that's going to take away Social Security or workers' comp. You need to educate yourself about who is your local, who is your local general assembly person? Who is your state rep? Know your state rep. Here's a really good thing to remember. A really good thing to remember. Guess who the politicians work for? Us. Yeah, absolutely. We pay them. They are our employees. They are supposed to be public servants. But we have to be able to be educated about them and then vote. Listen, if you don't vote, you can't complain about him or her having a vote against your interests. Because you weren't there to vote. You can't well, complain about your family starving and not having and exactly. not seeing where the next meal is. And you know what I want to see that you, you know you're you're a great you're a great beacon. You're 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 a, a, a guy that always has your voice heard. And I think that the voices we're hearing from the professional sports players that are all union members right. that we need to make sure that they're all registered to vote. And I would challenge each and every one of them to make sure that they're out there and they're registered to vote. And they say. To those people that admire them, please get out and vote. Yeah, you know what? Can we get you? Because I know Sam. You, you, every time you speak, yeah. you know I get like chill Absolutely. bumps, and I'm right. ready to Absolutely. run through the wall. Oh, oh, wait a I second. don't need any more. I don't need any more concussions. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's everything that you know I've been preaching for a long time. But it's 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 really really what everybody needs to understand what team you're on and and it really affects your family and i just love i, I love that uh, well it's the same thing sam we've said that a hundred times sam is more like a football coach than anybody I, almost i've ever met right yes, yes. We, yes. al pacino no we want sam pond to come in here right. and, and do this the monologues is awesome Freddie, i've said it a hundred times to sam when we when we did the lord of lord show i feel like running through the wall it's like a halftime we're down by 10 we gotta go on a championship game but that's that's how wait till we talk about when, when we talk about social security disability holy cow one last thought for freddie mitchell our special guest here in the opening uh big segment of the labor show on talk radio 1210 wpht they will have 7500 fans uh, at heinz field tomorrow when the eagles take on uh, and play pittsburgh this weekend i have to get 
uh, a thought from you, Freddie, just uh, on behalf of the listening audience and your perspective on the Eagles so far this season. Well, you know, it, it's a hard place to play over there at High Stadium. I played there, and um, and it's just with the fans. But 75, that really is not going to matter. Uh, one, when you really look at NFL and who's going to win, who's the better quarterback? You know, and uh, you really have to do that. They're, they're stricken with a lot of injuries right now, and um, but which is NFL and injuries right now. It's unbelievable. So, and these guys don't understand because I, I've lived through it. The workers' comp tie into that. And yep. what then they're going to they're going to be asking for it. Yep. They don't understand that. But back to that, it, it's, it's going to be hard for them. You know, uh, you, you really have to. Doug has uh, is, is coming from Andy Reid in the system. And you really have to go back and you have to out coach everybody. You have to outplay everybody. And it's going to really take a team. It's going to take a, a, a real team uniting as one to even <laughs> compete, <laughs> to even try to compete with because, you know, Big, Big Ben is coming. Oh, yeah. No. But but you know what's funny last week? Everybody, uh, everybody picked the 49ers. So maybe, and, and here's one for you two big Titans, two big first place teams. One of them's undefeated, and the other one's one, two, and one. And, you know, we love the Eagles, but they're calling it the NFC least. You know oh, what I mean? It's man. getting crazy, isn't it's it? It's bad. But, I mean, you, you, you can't, you know, you, you got to try to sugarcoat it. You right. just have to get better. And, and you know, it, it both, I, and I, I don't even want to say about Cowboys. I, I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, I, I just hope that Wentz trusts uh, uh, the, the players. He goes down and he goes down the progressions. He trusts the offense. And you have to get better. And he's actually lucky that we don't have any fans. Yeah, you, know, you got that right. It, it was easier to me with no fans than, than having fans. So if you're not, you know, if you're not on your game, Philadelphia yeah, will like, hold they, you accountable. They don't like all those picks, that's for sure. <gasps> and, and you're throwing picks in an empty stadium. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Freddie Mitchell, our special guest here in the opening segment of the Labor Show, still the biggest personality in the room. We'll get to a commercial break. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Please join Polly Hockey in promoting the vote. On November 3rd, we feel that that's a national holiday. We're allowing all of our staff to volunteer with pay at the polls. We're also asking all of our staff to vote. We're asking you to vote because our democracy depends on you voting and participating. You have a constitutional right to vote. Please honor it and exercise it. Thank you. As we come back on the Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, J-Doc, did Freddie say the Eagles were going to win tomorrow? He said it was going to be tough. Sam, what did you hear? I didn't hear him saying that. He wasn't making a prediction. He didn't say a winner. He did say Wait a uh, second. He made a political that's, – that's being a politician. He didn't make a choice, but the, the truth is uh, he was right. It's going to be tough. Dial it back in here for a moment, Sam. Really, really um, poignant uh, conversation from Freddie Mitchell. Real, real conversation about uh, from his perspective, which is a great perspective. It's our perspective. I yeah. thought it was really good to yeah, hear. Yeah, real, real life, real life uh, perspective from a professional athlete in regard to uh, – and, and a member of a, a labor union and, and, and the benefits that he's received – as a result of a collective bargaining agreement for the professional athletes and the NFL players. So it's great to have him on the labor show, a believer in labor, a believer in the system, a believer in the right to vote and the, and the, the responsibility of voting, but also understanding that 
the other benefits, the other systems have to be protected to protect uh, the working men and women, whether, whether it's workers' comp or social security disability. Yeah, and it's interesting because as a professional athlete, you, 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 he's talking about the issues that we deal with every day as regular True. people. Yeah. And, it's, and, and you, Sam, you, you mentioned about understanding you know, your rights and who's representing your rights. And, and, and to hear that from Freddie Mitchell, a pro athlete, um, and, and of course he feels uh, passionate about the social issues, but he's also talking about social security, workers' comp, and those things that make a difference uh, in, in, in his life, and that's important, and that's what all, all people all people have to do. Sam, let's, let's we got a big, uh, you know, the Supreme Court. When you, mm-hmm. you talk about voting for president, mm-hmm. you're talking about voting for the Supreme Court. I've said it a thousand times, but we we got a lot of things going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your take on everything in regards to that situation and, you know, and how it relates to everything we're going on? Well, look, you know, uh, we, we talked about, Justice Ginsburg's passing the last time you had me on the labor show and uh, you know small of stature but but giant public servant and uh, to have look at her and her body of work and how she continued to work uh, she was on the court for 27 years um, and uh, you know just it, it's going to be hard to replace her and obviously this is the the situation when you talk about voting because when you talk about voting, <laughs> you're talking about the consequence of who gets to appoint and then um, approve uh, a Supreme Court justice. So, uh, you know, you have a president that is uh, a Republican president, and he's he's going to appoint. Uh, he's already appointed uh, Barrett, and you know her body of work speaks for herself. She clearly was the law clerk for Scalia for 20 years, so she looked. I think she learned a lot under Scalia, and Scalia's philosophy is a philosophy that is much more conservative than uh, a lot of the people on the bench. Um, and now we have the Senate. If, if you're talking about voting in the U.S. Senate, the Senate is the, the body that um, will, will either approve or not approve her as a candidate uh, or a nominee for the, for the United States Supreme Court. My concern in, in today's this this we, when you go back to John Marshall, we can go all the way back to John Marshall as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court identified itself as a power source. When I say a power source, I'm talking about the third branch of government. We have the executive branch, the president, we have the legislative body, the Senate, and the House of Representatives, and then we have the judiciary. Uh, and those checks and balances. And, and the Supreme Court's number one role, and only role, is to understand whether or not a law, if a law is constitutional. To take the facts and then apply it to our Constitution and say whether or not it's constitutional. The consequences are profound. Whether it's something like same-sex marriage that um, Justice uh, Thomas just came out and said, I'd like to have another case in front of the the Supreme Court to determine whether or not same-sex marriage is really constitutional. The list of issues on coming before the court are extensive. And clearly, labor issues come in front of the court constantly. Uh, the ability to collectively bargain, the right to work, uh, gerrymandering, which um, affects whether or not gerrymandering is constitutional in states, on and on and on. The Janus decision. Oh, yeah, the Janus decision. We can go, yeah, we can talk about, you know, the decision that says, well, we can have um, independent expenditures uh, uh, organizations created that have unlimited amount of money that they can give in support of a campaign. Not to the campaign, but in support of a candidate. In other words, you could have put a billion dollars in an independent expenditure uh, account and support whomever you wanted to support. There's no restrictions on Not like on super it. PAC? That, it's a super PAC. On, in regard to, in regard to um, 
and basically the the First Amendment may be gotten to the, has gotten to the point where it's too far. Yeah. We, we don't have any restrictions on the First Amendment, and consequently, you know, we have this bastardization, in my mind, of the system. Nevertheless, the Supreme Court uh, is as important as, you know, electing someone for president. So uh, it's a big deal, and we're seeing right now that clearly the Republicans want to get this done before the election. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, Merrick Garland, who uh, President Obama nominated, I th- and I think it was like nine months he had left in his term, and that's you know, and and, and the, the Republicans blocked them all the way th- because they could, and 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 so that's a, and, and and it wasn't like it was a month left. I mean, they, it was it was a total, you know, they, they were not going to allow it to happen. And if, it, it, you know, when, when I you, always think there's a disconnect. I always think that we, the people, we don't connect with the Supreme Court. We don't know or understand what it means when they throw terms around about packing the court, adding to the court, and all of that. And we don't stop to realize that those decisions will eventually make it to our doorstep. Oh, oh 100%. And this, this, again, goes back to you know, the Legal Legal Show. And the purpose of the Legal Legal Show was to have people educated and understand about the process. Uh, about the political process, about what the, the founders have given us in the checks and balances in the three branches of government. And, you know, they're, they're, they're arguably all, as, all equal and as powerful as the other. So, uh, and they're all interconnected. Uh, I just would wish, Joe and Joe, that when we're talking about a Supreme Court justice, that the, the level of professionalism, the level of honor, the level of disconnect to a political process, in other words, Having no political agenda on the court, please. Can we not have a political agenda on the court? No. I understand your philosophy. You come with a certain philosophy. I get it. But not. this is not a political playground. The court is a sacred sanctity in regard to getting the hell out of the politics and that nastiness. Oh. It's almost, to me, it's almost like a watchdog. And saying, hey, you know what? You know what, rogue policymaker? Hey, you know what, rogue, rogue politician? You, you weren't going to compromise, and you've given us this piece of legislation, and, you know, I'm going to look at it. And I know you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter. This piece of legislation is unconstitutional. It's not consistent with our democracy and our republic, and we're going to vote it down as unconstitutional. You're not allowed to play those games here. That is not how the system – to me, the Supreme Court – ought to be above reproach. I agree with that. I, 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 it's, it's such a political process. And, and um, you know, you have, and it's also like, it's, it's you know, it, it part of the partisan politics uh, in, in Washington that turns everybody off. I mean, you know, e- even the process of, of, of uh, once you're nominated, it's one of the most really disgusting, disgraceful, um, you know, uh, you know, displays of what politics is, you know, the worst part of politics. And, and so, uh, I absolutely agree with that, Sam. I don't. I mean, you're you're a, a legal scholar and an expert. I'm just a regular guy. But you know, thinking about it, and I say to myself, it's just it's terrible when it becomes that politicized. And you know, right now there's a, a you know the very qualified nominee. Um, you're talking about you know the conservative or liberal ap- approach, and now that's and when you're and that's just the way it is with, with 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 when you're voting for president right now, and you have to think about that. And by the way, the board, I mean. So it'll be what six to three, yeah. you know. It'll be six to three conservatives. Yeah. Um, so when you go back to 2016, and you think about the loss of Hillary Clinton, and again, my 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 job is not to make judgment right now on this show. I don't think you know. Obviously, I'm in I'm in favor of politicians that are pro pro labor. 
bottom line. Right. It's, it's, it's my, you know, in civil justice, keeping the courtrooms open and, and allowing a pl- level playing field to have the opportunity to have the, the little guy go up against corporate America. That's where I'm at. Be th- and there's R's that are in support of labor, and there's sure. you know, D's. Well, labor's not, not a political party. It's not a political party. It's bipartisan. So and just like the trial bar is bipartisan. So the, 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 the problem is, is we're dealing with what in this process? We're dealing with human beings, and they're human. But when you think about, Joe, back to the 6-3, what you just mentioned, the significance of that election has really created <laughs> oh, yeah. the court that we we're going to have. And if it was Hillary Clinton, you'd have a different court. It might be six, it would be 6-3 the other way. Absolutely. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Final segment, J. Doc, of the big night. And, of course, every Saturday night, we're now on for two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And coming up at the end of the month are... Uh, election special details to follow oh, yeah. uh, all of the biggest labor leaders in the Delaware Valley joining us for what will be a fantastic show. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the, the Saturday before Election Day uh, to talk about. Uh, Sam, um, we're going to talk about our Labor Cares Initiative with, 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 the, with our union community. But before we do, talk about um, what's going on with injured workers and, and, and uh, you know, uh, what the landscape's going on out there in regards to how politics affects us as well. Yeah, well, politics clearly affects uh, what's going on with injured workers and the workers' compensation system and also Social Security disability because those two are often uh, brothers and sisters in the process. Uh, those two benefits can be shared at the same time. Um, but there's, it's somewhat quiet on the, on the Western Front until after the election. I fully anticipate that after the election we'll see some movement to try to take away some of the medical benefits that injured workers have. Uh, I think we've seen... Uh, a pretty good bulwark from the executive uh, that n- is not going to stand for something that's taking away uh, injured workers' benefits that have already been compromised. You know, we had the grand bargain back in 1915 where each and every citizen in every state uh, gave up the constitutional right to sue in exchange for workers' comp. That was supposed to be a humanitarian trade-off for that loss of a constitutional right. Uh, and, you know, we were supposed to have borderline interpretations in the favor of the injured worker. Their doctor was supposed to be given greater weight than a one-time insurance company examination. Uh, it was supposed to be remedial in nature, and uh, we're, we're just not seeing that apply, Joe. Sure. There has to be more deterrence for bad behavior by insurance companies against injured workers. You know, I had a guy today, you know, working for a company in, on a line and got an infection in his foot, uh, chopped his two toes off just this morning. Oh. Uh, you know, late 50s, started helping out the company when it started. The company started making money. Gangrene extended into the lower extremity, chopped his, you know, amputated his leg below the knee. Um, totally depressed. His wife has left him after 25 years. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on about the, the tragedies of what happens when someone gets injured on the job. And we really have to be able to have our voice heard and our clients' voices heard because our clients' voices and their stories whether it's a, you know, a union iron worker or a local 98 guy or a steam fitter, having their stories heard. There's no, none of our union brothers or sisters gets a fair shake in the workers' compensation system. They don't want to get workers' comp. No, I get it. They want to work. They want to feed into their benefits. They want to feed into their annuity. And you know what? They're just showing up and doing their job, and boy, do they get to run around. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the grand bargain, man. Uh, you, know, they, they, you know, they traded... 
obviously, so when uh, so when being able to sue your employer for for uh, uh, workers' compensation package, now all they do is try to uh, the, the legislators all they try to do is gut it. So there's nothing there. You can have it. So thankfully, uh, you know, people like yourself, Sam, uh, are constantly fighting. I want to kind of segue a little bit uh, on the uh, on the um, initiative of addiction, especially in labor. Our labor cares initiative. Uh, which obviously injured workers, uh, you know, deal with that. I want to uh, bring in Tony Schuler, uh who has recommended, the, you know, I met him through the, the labor leaders and uh, very highly sought after. And um, addiction is, is, is something that um, is passionate to all of us. Um, Tony, uh, tell us, you know, how, you know, how important combating addiction is to you and, 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 and why. Well, you know, Sam just spoke about it, the person he met with today, the individual who had an injury, um, wife ended up leaving him, there's depression there. Preventing addiction or getting help for addiction with the narcotics or any medication that they're taking through that, and then everything they're going through mentally on top of that, it, it's a very real thing with injured workers, and it's important to address it and get help for it. And that's really what the labor cares program's about. Yeah, and and, and so we're, we're we're launching a helpline. We want and and, and our and our um, commitment and, and and Sam, I know you're going to be um, helping to spearhead this, um, with, you know, with our injured workers advocacy program board. But you know, when you when you have individuals that are getting, injured, especially somebody in that situation, you're committed that to to not only representing them and, and making sure that they have the benefits there, but also you have a life on the line with you know that that, that goes through all types of uh, of situations, and it just doesn't stop at fixing the injury or getting their benefits. It's it it, it you know with the labor cares program, we're going to have a helpline and you know individuals. And our motto is our family helping your family. So it's not just about labor union members; it's about everybody. And you guys are committed to the whole process. Yeah, I think, you know, you guys make a really good point, and it's very, very important to know that that support is out there because what we need more of is we need more people out there to support the, the injured worker and their family when they're out there, whether it's a counselor, whether it's, it's treatment for uh, the injuries themselves. And the overlooked part of this is the emotional and mental part because people just don't, insurance companies don't pay for that. Look, if, if I'm injured on the job and I'm a 47-year-old iron worker and I have 20 years in union, I was trying to get to 30 and I've got a kid in college and I've got another one in a parochial school and I have a mortgage and my social circle is with, with my buddies and all of a sudden that is taken away from me and I have the uncertainty of not knowing what the heck is going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to recover from this injury. I'm not going to, and I'm capped at a a max comp rate. I could be making $3,000 a week. Now I'm stuck at $1,000 a week. I've lost my medical coverage. I've lost my annuity. The level of stress and emotional, and by the way, a lot of times people turn to a drug, alcohol. It's not a good situation, and we need all to rally around them and almost create a village. We need to have the legal component. We need to have the medical component. We need to have the counseling component. We need to have the, 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 labor, the labor machine create a cocoon around that individual to make sure that they're able and protected to get through this time of crisis. And boy, does it make a difference. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things and one of the benefits of being in a labor union is the resources that we have around. By the way, and I told you this, there wasn't a labor leader, you know, that's on our board that doesn't sit. When you talk about who represents you, your injured workers, because of the work that they do, it's pond the hockey. Uh, Tony Shore, I want to thank you, obviously, for what you're doing uh, on behalf of our, our, our union workers and, and, and our labor cares program, especially during COVID. Thank you, Joe. You know, it's, it's, it. it's great. And good luck working with J-Doc. Uh, <laughs> as much as that, you have to do that. How does everybody keep telling me listen, that? Listen, he's just mad because my name's first. Uh, Sam, last thought for you, and I want you to finish up the show. Every time I walk into Pond La Hockey and every time I come into this office and every time the conversation comes up, I see the puzzles on the wall mm-hmm. that yeah. tell the stories. Yeah, yeah you've, you've seen the commercial. Those, those are murals of three clients that we did because their lives were torn apart, and the idea was to take their physical files, and we physically had them torn apart by Ian Wright, a muralist out of London, and he created, out of our clients' files, the pictures of their face, and they will live on for eternity, quite frankly. We gave each one of those clients that. Those, they're hung throughout this office to inspire each of us to understand each and every one of their stories uh, Barbara Fran and Moose Beerley, who I represented, who was paralyzed, who was an operating engineer, was a great guy. Would but they inspire us? The clients inspire us. And as we leave the show tonight, Jay Doc on the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause, we leave inspired. And we thank uh, Sam Pond. On behalf of everybody who tuned into the radio program, on behalf of Tony, on behalf of Sam, on behalf of uh, Freddie Mitchell, and of course, our host of the show, Jay Doc. <laughs> I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.